we're going to be talking about resource management. And um, we're talking here about wildlife and, and, and other things like that and sort of how getting Indigenous communities and Indigenous culture involved in resource management um, has been happening more successfully in some areas, why it needs to be done. It's it's going to be a very interesting um, discussion. We're going to get into it now. Joining us is J.P. Gladue, who's a senior fellow at the McDonald laurier Institute and an Indigenous business leader. Uh, J.P., thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. No, thanks for taking interest in this subject, Shay. Yeah, it's a really interesting subject, I think. And, and, I mean, just to sort of define what we're talking about, we're talking about more and more instances where Indigenous leadership is, is involved in resource management, right? And it, it, it's, it's, we're seeing beneficial results from it. Yeah, absolutely we are. I mean, why, why are we wasting the opportunity of uh, Indigenous knowledge that with Indigenous people that have been on the land for thousands of years who have obviously been able to learn and, and coexist and actually understand the land systems to uh, incorporate that with, uh, you know, Western science has got a role as well. And, and the most important part about all of this is really making sure that we've got our knowledge systems working with uh, Western science model systems to make sure that we're doing the best job we can thinking about our future. Yeah, and, and, you know, sort of working together and bringing all knowledge to bear here, which, I mean, really only makes sense. So you you illustrate it through a couple of different examples in the piece that you wrote. Um, let's talk about the caribou herd and how, how that was sort of turned around, in part because of Indigenous knowledge. Well, the Saltu First Nation, West Mobile First Nation, and UBC and the Yellowstone to Yukon Conservation Initiative created a partnership with the Klinska Mountain Caribou Herd. And, you know, caribou, as we know in this country, is, is a keystone species. Um, it's certain, and I'm not a biologist. I just want to be very clear. I'm actually a forester by training with with an MBA. But you know, caribou herds are, are struggling across our, our country, um, and you know, the, the Western models have been trying to um, find ways in which to um, uh, reinvigorate, conserve, grow these herds, and they were struggling. The animals were down; they were near collapse, down to near 40 animals. But with that partnership and having Indigenous people as part of the the strategy and the knowledge um, has since uh, rebounded to more than 110 animals. Now, of course, we want to see thousands, but yeah. um, it certainly is a better trend than going down or, or, or totally uh, collapse. When we talk about the Indigenous involvement in resource management, what does that bring that maybe has been overlooked in other instances? What have we not incorporated that we are now to our own benefit? Well, you know, it's, you know, look at the, you know, I'm, I'm no stranger to the oil and gas sector. I'm a big supporter of oil and gas, mining, forestry. My grandfather was a forester. The other one helped build the Trans-Canada Pipelines in Northern Ontario to set some context. Um, you know, corporations now and in, in, in world economy of ESG and environment and, and here in Canada, what does the I look like in ESG? And there's certainly Indigenous uh, knowledge systems and issues to be incorporated with environment, social and governance. Um, you know, our corporations are waking up um, to the reality that uh, we've got to do better. The world is, an ex- is expecting more. And if we're going to get our projects off the ground, um, we've got to make sure that we do a better job of including Indigenous people in, in everything from project inception to construction to operations. And, you know, what we're getting to in the, um, into the, the, de- uh, the, the shutting down and, and reclamation of our lands and having Indigenous people, and, and, you know, the, the communities in, in Fort McMurray region who have been helping restore uh, oil sands when they're, when they're down, uh, when they're finished. And, you know, we're seeing that, you know, the buffalo herd, the bison herds are coming back. There's more 
diversity. Uh, and, and that's good. That's good for business. It's good for the relationships. Um, it's, you know, it's our, our, we, we, we struggled uh, as of late in our relationships. And, you know, these are opportunities to build those relationships between Indigenous and corporations and government. So it's, it's relationships. The upside for the Indigenous communities that are involved with this, I mean, that the land and, and the resources, that's part of the culture and it sort of reconnects, right? You know, absolutely. I mean, when you're, you know, my grandmothers were both uh, residential school survivors, and I'm mixed health characters. I've got French and Scottish in me, too. And, you know, this reconciliation process that our country is going through, um, you know, we need to feel that we're empowered. We need to make sure that our voices are heard in all aspects of, of our of our of our country, uh, and 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 being part of and and being valued as human beings to make sure that, as I mentioned at the beginning, that our knowledge systems are being respected in a way that's being incorporated into policies and practice and science and our and our traditional knowledge holders and our elders are at the table with corporations and governments. I mean, that's how you build trust. I mean, that's been so fractured, and without that trust, it's really difficult to to build those relationships. Um, Are we seeing it happen more and more often? Is this something that uh, everybody seems to be uh, getting more involved in and seeing the results and something that, you know, we could see grow? Yeah, 100%, Shay. We're starting to see it right across across the country. Um, But I do want to put... A little bit of a cautious note on this, and, and I'll even just use my own community. I'm from uh, from a community called Binguiniashi, Mishnabek, which is just in northern Ontario. Um, and there's a, there's you know, I'm a hunter. I'm on the land as much as I possibly can, and I and I obviously socialize a lot with my fellow Indigenous hunters. And we're talking to non-Indigenous hunters who are um, uh, are being issued a, 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 a. We're really puzzled why the MNR is. Is issuing so many cow tags because the cows we don't hunt the cows unless necessary um, because those are our future breeders for our, our herds and and we're understanding that they're actually and to counter to the the previous story around bringing caribou back in the region and the, the environment's not conducive to it um, uh, anymore uh, there's there's lots of wolves the deer are starting to push our moose out and so in that in that instance we're starting to see the MNR overstepping in our opinions and the chiefs have been and my chief has been very vocal about don't be making these decisions without us because we're on the land all the time. We've got an understanding of what's happening. And, and if you're going to leave us out of the picture, there's going to be issues. Uh, but, but again, the northern caribou herds, I mean, the salmon stocks, again, communities are are, are starting to push back and going like, listen, uh, DFO, you've, you've been managing this since you got here and, and you've kind of been messing it up. It's and look at yeah. The, look, yeah, yeah. So we need to be, you know, Chief Patty Walker um, and uh, the uh, uh, Vancouver Island First Nation uh, declared uh, control over the fishing and traditional territories and, and good on them. Um, you know, it's time for our knowledge systems to, to step into a place where we can co-manage or in some places manage. In the piece you say, it seems like industry and uh, the people that are developing the resources have a better understanding of this new relationship than it sounds like government might. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think you're very fair there. I mean, the government, you know, they have a responsibility, a fiduciary responsibility around consultation, accommodation, and, you know, the United Nations declarations coming out, the 
for first prior informed consent, who's doing the work? It's industry. Um, and so they've been stubbing their toes, but they've also been learning from those uh, those experiences with our communities. And they're doing a great job in many examples. It's not perfect, but certainly uh, industry is leading the way because they're the ones that if they're going to get the permits done, I mean, it, 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 uh, they're going to have to do the work. But com- companies uh, that are doing the work are finding out that these relationships can be very productive and 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 the relationships can can it can enrich their knowledge systems and vice versa. I mean, uh, we're, you know, our people are um, very dependent on the resource sectors for 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 our access to an economy and, and wealth creation. And, and, and we just want to be a part of the process from, again, as I mentioned, from project inception to um, to all through the life cycle of a project. And, and industry and First Nation communities and Métis communities have been um, getting getting a lot done. I'm, I'm very optimistic about uh, the future of our, of our growth. And I think government's got to uh, sometimes just get out of the way mm-hmm. uh, for for progress. Um, no, no, you know, I, I think we've got a long way to go there, but, uh, you know, I'm hopeful. Yeah, and we are seeing some progress. A really interesting conversation. JP, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you much uh, for the interest. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. That okay. is J.P. Gladue, who is a senior fellow at the McDonald-Laurier Institute and an Indigenous business leader.